It's almost time for liftoff. We have to get ready for the actual selections, not, not the pretend ones that we've been doing this entire time. We're going to go through our guys. Guys, we are pounding the table to get on the Chiefs roster today in each round here on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. It is Locked On Chiefs here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform, including YouTube. If you would like sub and hit the bell on YouTube and subscribe on those audio platforms, we would appreciate it. Reviews are always welcome on Spotify and iTunes as well. We have a lot to get into today. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL Draft Show because we have a ton going on there as we get ready for our live streams this weekend on the Locked On NFL Podcast. YouTube channel, as well as Roku and all the streaming services from Tegna and the Locked On Network. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, home of the Matrix and the Draft Guide, as well as the board that is out on NFL33.com today. Check that out. It's unlocked for free over on the Substack. Whew. Last, I was gonna say last 24 hours. Right, right, right. Breathe. Last 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris Clark. You can find me at KC Chiefs Corner uh, on Substack as well. Have, his, have some articles coming out about the draft here in the next couple of days. Uh, going to be getting into more analytics and statistics, especially when it comes to the Chiefs draft picks and where they're going to be going. Have a giveaway going on right now at Chiefs Corner. If you go follow the account, you can see what is going on there. You can possibly win a free Chiefs jersey. Uh, so, so go wait, check that out. Not included in that. What's going on? Yeah, no, you're not included in that, oh, sir. All right, fine, whatever. Nice try, but no, you're not. Hey, all right, check out the giveaway, folks at, at Chiefs Corner. You want to get in on that? It's that special time of year right now as we add not only players to this roster but fans to the roster, and you might as well get on and get yourself a jersey too. There's a lot going on. So I wanted to start today because this is the last day that I'll be in studio here. Uh, making my way to Dallas for the live streams that you guys want to check out on all the Locked On Network streams. You'll be able to find that, and I'll post it ad nauseum to the Twitter and here as well. I want to like take a big step back and just as we go through this, what do we want? Who are we pounding the table for? If we're in the room with Brett Veach, who are we telling them he's got to go get done on each day of the draft? So I, I have a couple that I could do on day one, but I'm really interested to see if you're going to double me up. So who are your guys? Who's your guy for round one, day one? Unless they trade up, I don't think they're getting Jameson Williams, and that's that's still who my guy is. Uh, I will sit here and I will tell you, I think that they could trade pretty much every, almost everything they got for Tyree Kill in gets Jameson Williams, and I would be okay with that because – lot younger player and getting the value there and getting a guy that could be, I think a superstar in this league with uh, Andy Reed. Yeah, he very well could be. It is the, the, the question of cost, right? And mm-hmm. if you trade everything you got for Tyree kill, are, are you comfortable with the projection based on the injury and knowing that, that yes, he's making progress, but he's the, not quite back. Right. And there's a video that came out that it shows he's making progress. The question is, is, do the team does the team know and i guarantee you the team knows whether or not they feel like that injury is going he's going to be able to play this year he's going to be effective this year and really you're probably not going to see the best of him until 2023 that's okay with me if he if the team thinks his injury is going to be fine i am fine with that draft pick and i would i would give up your first your second and your fourth and maybe even a third instead of your fourth to go get a guy like Jamison Williams because I think it changes the team. And if you look at their roster going forward, they don't have a wide receiver on the roster past 2022 
other than maybe MVS and MVS is still a question mark. If he doesn't do well, it could be a one-year deal. Right. That's, that's the way that it goes out. And that's, that's part of my concern as well, because I'm on the opposite side of the table and just taking out what the cost is. There are a couple of guys that I really think can help this defense. And I don't think I would, I would draft Trayvon Walker in the top five picks because there is a significant question there, but I do think that he is a guy that comes in and has shown the athleticism to play the edge We've seen him play inside, so at the very worst, you get yourself another three-tech that you feel can pay off for you. I'd like to see them go in the teens if he falls that far. I don't expect it, so I can't really yeah. make that one of my guys. Right? And, and see, that's really where I'm coming from. This is my only scenario is who they could possibly go get. Another another guy that really intrigues me is Jermaine Johnson. I saw Peter King put out a, a mock draft today, and Jermaine Johnson dropped into the 20s. If that happens, Kansas needs to trade up and go get him. Yeah, and I think a trade to the 20s is, is nice value, too, because yep. you're not giving up everything you got for Tyreek either. I'm with you. Different, different position and positional value, I think, is the, there for Edge. Agreed. And I feel the same way about Trent McDuffie. That's why he's he's on the thumbnail for this today's show is because I think he's a unique value and a guy that I think is a little bit under the radar for teams because he wasn't asked to play man very much at Washington. He wears Marcus Peters' old 22 jersey. He plays a lot like him. He has great instincts. He doesn't take the ball away like Peters did because, honestly, they threw at Kyler Gordon a lot more. And I feel like he's a guy that can step in and have the, the complexity and the understanding to run what I think Spags is going to have to do and be more variable and play more mixed zone with the man that he wants to play. And I think this could be a way to kind of pivot the whole corner crew without taking a chance on – and Andrew Booth, who I really like, but has a significant injury history as well. And I mean, hasn't been able to perform in the pre-draft process all the way up to this point. And without having to trade up to get Stingley or Sauce is, is my thoughts. Yeah, and you're not going to be able – you don't want to trade up for that type of corner. I mean, that would be great to be able to get, but I don't think the value is there for those guys. You can get corners that I think could come in and play for Kansas City uh, later in the draft. Going and getting a guy like McDuffie to me is an interesting move just because he doesn't fit their typical mold. And obviously they can go outside that mold. And if they do, that changes things. But it wouldn't shock me if they if they look that direction. They're going to have a guy that they like. The question is, is he going to get down to where they feel like they can trade up and go get him? Um, and that's the big question. They only have 16 to 18 guys. So if one of those guys is sitting there at 21, 22, 23, I think that that's when you start looking to move up. Uh, unless you're making a huge move to go get somebody that you really want. No, agreed. And the nice thing about McDuffie is he's healthy, and they can't be said for all the corners in this group, especially in the, the mm -hmm. top-tier group. If he wanted to get healthy, I have a way that he could do that. You can go check out Athletic Greens and their AG1 product because it helps you with all kinds of stuff, whether it's your digestive system, your immune system, just the daily vitamins that you need. There's over 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one little scoop of powder. You put in one cold cup of water, shake it up, and you're good to go. It's better than a daily vitamin. It provides a lot more than that in terms of the energy it gives you, uh, that digestive power that it gives you, and the immune boost that it gives you. These are all things that in our modern you know, lack of time that I probably know as well as anyone, lifestyle, you got to have what you got to have, and it helps to be able to do it. It's less than a cup of coffee. And it does more than a daily vitamin that is just, you know, difficult to swallow. It's not always bioavailable. This is more absorbable. It's quicker. I think it tastes good. You don't need to supplement it and you can get it done, get on with your day and have the nutrition you need. And right now they're trying to make it even easier and trying to help you 
through this spring kind of flu season. And they're giving you an extra year's worth of the vitamin D supplement that supports the immune system, along with five free travel packets. When you go check them out and order at athleticgreens.com NFL Network, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership of your system and your health. Get that AG1. I think you guys are going to dig it. So if we come back in the second round, I'd probably have to lay some bets on who's going to go next, right? If I did that, I think that's where the Chiefs might look at some corners, and I probably want to go get that action over at Bet Online. It's the easiest, fastest way to get all the information that you need with podcasts, articles, all the stats, and all the, the info that you need to be smart about the money that you put down, especially on props, like where a player lands in this particular draft that is all over the place. So check them out. You can also bet on the other sports. You know, there's NHL playoffs right now. There's baseball. There's all kinds of things that you can get in on the action. The action's where you want to be. Get your money in on the line in a safe and responsible way and get something for it. Check them out. Their website is super easy to get to and use from any device. They're over at Bet Online where the game starts. So in that second round, I think things get really, really interesting because my thought is – the Chiefs will have traded back from 30, and they'll have three second-round selections. What do you think? <laughs> if they have three second-round selections, they're set up for a fantastic draft. I think they're going to have possibly two, maybe three uh, third-round selections. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know about getting an extra second. That would be great if they could. Um, if they do that, I think that there's a lot of value there. I do want to say this. One of the guys that I really like that a lot of people aren't going to understand is Travis Jones. And mm -hmm. I understand that Chris Jones is in Kansas City. I understand that he is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. But if you go, if you end up going wide receiver and corner in your first two picks, and there isn't an edge that you like at wherever you're picking in the second round, I like Travis Jones if he's still sitting there, even at 50. I think he is great value and he gives you that interior pass rush that you need. And that's going to help any edge guy that you get later. Uh, agreed. And I think that's if you can't get edge because maybe you don't have the grades on them that that allow you to pick them. At or scheme fit. Or I mean, there's lots of guys that aren't scheme fit for this. Team. There are. And some guys that are are have some serious question marks like mm -hmm. a Jabba who just blew out his Achilles. You know, like he'd be a good fit. But I don't know that that's what they're looking for. And he's not like the power player to set the edge. He's still coming along that way. Um I'm not a big Karloftis guy. He's, he's a linear athlete, but I do like Cam Thomas. Maybe the Chiefs don't. And so maybe they're, they're out of options by the time the fourth edge goes off in the mid-first. And maybe the best way to get pass rush is to help Chris Jones and give them another interior rusher that can take some of that attention away. I like the concept of a, of a Jones and Jones interior pass rush in Kansas City. Sounds like a law firm. I know, right? Like there's a couple of them in this draft. I think. If you know Chris easy. Jones is going to love that. So <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I look at it and I say, okay, if you get a guy like Jones, and obviously I said, you know, guy number one is Jameson Williams. If Kansas City go find a way to get him, great. If they can't, then you look at, okay, who's going to be there? The problem is just you're not going to get a first-round talent at 29 or 30. You're going to have to trade up to get him like you talked with Trent McDuffie more than likely. Unless you, unless somebody drops, which I don't see happening in this draft, there just isn't enough talent for it. You're going to be getting a second round player. So who are your second round grade guys? This the guys is where so I just want to say real quick. I this is where you can see Christian Watson go. This is where you can see George Pickens go. All those wide receivers. Pickens and Watson also could be first round picks 
it would not shock me, and it still wouldn't surprise me if Kansas City is the team that does it either. Yeah, and I would add um, Sky Moore to that group mm-hmm. as well. He could go as high as that. I think he, he has a second-round grade on my board, and I think that's where he belongs, but any of those guys at that point. But he's not a guy I'd pound the table for. That's my point. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no, what I, I I would go with Pickens or Watson. I would probably lean Watson a little bit right now, even though I think Pickens' film is better. The availability and the injury history, I'm mm-hmm. just not as comfortable with as the projected development of Watson. That it, it's it's right here for me, and, and I'm having trouble with that one. I would lean towards correcting bigger things for me. I think Kyler Gordon deserves to be at the fringe first, but I think he's going to be a second round pick. I would definitely go after him. That's uh, of course, if you don't take his teammate McDuffie, you know, you got to build that in. It's almost like he's another Georgia guy, you and your Washington CBs. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of schools, one on each coast. What are you going to do? Right. Exactly. Um, But really for me, it's about the edge and the second, the second round could be the sweet spot for guys like Boy Mafe, like Ajabo, like Cam Thomas. Um, Ebiketti should be towards the bottom of the second in, in my rankings. So you have some options there. And as I look around, that's where the, the linebackers come in too. So like you could go there. But the guys that I really like are Gordon, uh, are Cam Thomas. You guys have heard me talk about them too. I, I really like Quay Walker as well. And I probably underestimated him compared to Muma because of what they were asked to do. But when you take a step back, and I went and did a rewatch on on the Georgia defense here uh, last weekend, and it really stood out that he's not that far away from being in position coverage-wise, and he certainly has more pass rush to him. He's he's a bit more explosive athlete. I think at this point, I would probably take Quay Walker over Chad Moomin in, in, in the second round at 50, especially if Jones has been selected. I, I'm on there beating the table for, for Quay Walker. So let me ask you, do you think Dakobe Dean is an option? I, because I've seen lots of mocks starting to get to where you're not getting him selected in the first round. Yeah. I don't think he fits the thresholds for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's kind of where I was too. I just want to throw that out there because I keep seeing him dropping. Uh, so that's a little interesting. Uh, let's move on to the third round really quick. And I am saying this, and I know there's a lot of people that are going to hate me for this, and that's fine. I'm telling you right now, if the uh, offensive tackle for Minnesota, and I do not know how to pronounce his last name. Fa-a-le-le. Fa-a-le-le is still sitting there in the third round. You go get him. <laughs> he's an Orlando Brown clone. He's long, he's strong, he's angry. He just doesn't move his feet that well. Yeah, well, I think Kansas City's in. I think Andy Heck can do something with that, and I think that they're going to need somebody in that position. I wouldn't take him in the second because I think he's going to be a little bit of a project. Mm-hmm. But he gives you depth that you don't absolutely have, and I think he is a guy that could step in and start day one at right tackle if he had to. He has I, I, size and he has ability that you can't teach. Sorry. No, no, you're you're right. I would be a little concerned about that, but you're right. He's – he, he didn't even play high school until a couple of years or football until a few years ago. Yep. So like there's so much upside there. I, I agree with you. I have him in the third round as well. I think he's a good value there. Um, and I do kind of jive with the notion that the chief staff may like, Hey, bookend him because he is very much like Orlando. Could he blossom? Orlando was a fourth round pick, I believe. So could he blossom the way that Orlando Brown did? It, it's certainly worth worth an effort there in the third, knowing that you have two picks. And by the time all the trades are done, if the Chiefs do trade out of 30, they could have a third third-round pick, and then I think that makes it just that much easier to take. Um, I will say as well, though, uh, this is the area for wide receivers for me. Um, if you 
if you decide not to or you don't get the guy that you want in the second, there's all kinds of guys in the third that I think are there for the taking. Khalil Shakir, Alec Pierce is on my board in that range. Um, David Bell, Wandell Robinson, Calvin Austin is a really interesting guy. He has the the speed and the change of direction like Tyreek. Very, very close in terms of his athletic matrix. He's just not as thickly built. He's not as heavy and he's not as tall. So he's he's stature-wise more like DeAnthony, but he moves like Tyreek. And I think that's a very um, underrated quality here. He's a better receiver than than his stature would, would show you. Um, another yeah. guy... Go ahead. I was just going to say, the other thing that you need to look at in the third round is if you're going to get a safety, this is likely where you have to get a safety because you're not going to get one that's probably going to be able to come in and really do anything for you. Nick Cross is a guy that you could look at. Uh, there's a lot of different safeties on the board uh, that you could look at. If any of them drop to the third round, that's probably where you're going to have to draft them because there just isn't the depth there that you would want. Agreed. I, I think P3 and Brisker will both be gone in the second. Um, so I'd be looking at Cross. Brian Cook and Damari Mathis, who can slide in yeah, and play Cook nickel. Cook was the well. one I was thinking of as well. Sorry. Yeah, I, I Cook would be more of the Sorensen role, mm-hmm. whereas Damari Mathis would be more of the Badger role because uh, Damari, just like Petrie and like Dax Hill in the first round, can drop in and play that nickel corner spot as well as the safety roles. But so it's also – sorry, go ahead. I, I say, so just keep him in that mind in terms of that genre as the graph goes on. Yeah, and I'm just looking at different parts that can fit into this Chiefs defense and different parts that can that they can you know plug and play and use in different ways. And when I'm speaking about parts, let's let me tell you about our friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the place you need to go if you need car parts for your car. Why choose to spend 30%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Go check out rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And yeah, Ryan, anytime you kind of brake your truck, go to Rock Auto. They'll take care of you. I I know you you do. Um, Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Strong. Well done. Well done. Now, let's jump into the fourth. Let's and, just do all of day three because I don't. there's so yeah. many guys that we could like. I'm not stopping the table for any of these guys, though. This is, mm-hmm. hey, it could fit. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the way you have to look at all this is is what fits. What are you what have you done in the draft? That's basically how it's going to affect day three. And I will argue, I think the Chiefs are going to have more of a type of guy they're going to be going for in the fourth round, uh, just because they do have two fourth round picks. And I do think that they're going to be looking at maybe moving around in the fourth round. I think there's a lot of value, but it's going to be a question of who's going to be their one and do they fit Kansas City two and what have you already done in the draft three? So lots of different things you could look at there. Absolutely. I expect them to trade back from one of the fours to get into the fifth. Maybe that involves moving up from the seventh as well. I certainly hope so. You could leave a seventh rounder there if you want to. Uh, some guys that I think are really, really interesting fits. Uh, two of them at uh, tight end being uh, Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State. Um, good athlete, nice hands. And then like the uber tester type guy that played at Idaho State in Tanner Connor. He's probably a late sixth, seventh round kind of guy. 
but can line up as a wide receiver or a tight end. He has that flex. He could be another body similar to what Jody Fortson brings that you could really attack teams with tight end bodies that move like wide receivers. I like both those guys. Yeah, there's just so many guys that you could go back and look at. Uh, you start looking at some different things here with different players, and it's just really hard to know. I will say this. I like the thought of keeping a seventh-round pick or maybe multiple seventh-round picks because if you keep those picks, you set yourself up to be able to go get guys that you don't think are going to make it to street-free agents or you don't know that you can sign as street-free agents or undrafted free agents, I guess is what I really should say. So I think that that's a huge deal. Uh, and if there's certain guys that are just falling that you think are going to possibly hit UDFA, you'll pick them in, say, in the seventh round instead. And then you guarantee you have got them and they're in Kansas City. It just depends what else you need as, as fodder for your other trades. Mm-hmm. Um, staying on day three, some guys that I think I'm, I'm going to be seriously considering, one being Zion McCollum. I, I don't think he makes it into the top 100, so I do think he's a day three selection. Um, the athleticism there, he is the number one defensive player in the athletic matrix this year. He's right up there with some of the best ever. And so the fact that he's a raw corner that has length is very much in, in line with what the Chiefs have done late in Absolutely. drafts lately. And he's such a good athlete. He is a Tobe guy from the day he walks in the building. And I think that's worth the selection all by itself. Yeah. And especially if you're going to be going and getting another corner that's maybe not starting in year one. Uh, there's going to be places where he could start in year two, maybe year three. But you definitely need special teamers, and you need those core special teamers, which are going to be coming from those types of positions in corner and wide receiver and linebacker and you know maybe safety or, or anything else in that regard. Agreed. Um, on the D-line group, take a look at Thomas Booker. Uh, tested really well, can provide some interior pass rush, didn't get a whole lot of run at Stanford, not much pub. I think he's a guy who could fit into a rotation and give you some nice depth there. Um, also, Noah Ellis, really, really raw prospect out at Idaho, but a guy that gets in the backfield, has a nasty streak. He has a knack for making plays um, in and along that line of scrimmage. TFLs are, are there. I like him as a developmental guy as well on the D-line. Yeah, and like I said, there's lots of different players. I think you were a fan of uh, – there's a tight end here I just saw, and it wasn't Tanner Connor. It was another one. Um, Charlie Kohler? There you go. That's the one. I, I like Charlie too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just makes plays. He's good at the catch point. You know, he moves well. He's not a household name, but Brock Purdy isn't exactly uh, the quarterback that's really going to help you exploit defenses if you're if you're well, not an uber athlete. And I think you were also talking about Demarco Jackson as another guy that could possibly be a late round pick. Um, you know, another guy that could maybe step in and, and be a special teams guy, mm-hmm. but maybe also could help in the pass game a little bit as well. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy who could adapt himself to. Uh, playing coverage, coverage specific roles, whether it's like, I hate to compare him to Dorian Dennis since Dorian didn't really work out, but he reminds me of him in some ways and being able to play decently in space would be kind of a, a relief linebacker rather than a safety, in my opinion. Whereas Jojo Doman from Nebraska might be the opposite, where I might be more tempted to play him in a safety nickel kind of role like Sorensen did rather than a true linebacker role. And I will say this, if you're taking a flyer on a player uh, in the seventh round and for some reason he's still sitting there in the seventh round, I can't see he will be. Uh, if Justin Ross is somehow sitting there in the seventh, I would take a flyer on him. I don't think he makes it that far. I, I, think I don't either. I would have to be in the fourth, but I, I could be okay with that too, given I, how many picks the Chiefs have. 
I, to me, it's just a matter of if somebody is okay with all the stuff that he's had in the past two years. Right. And Absolutely. yeah, I would imagine there's going to be a team that's going to take him earlier. I'm just saying that's, that's a player that even if you have to give up two sevens to go get him in the sixth or something else, I would consider doing that if he somehow falls. I'm just looking at the at a big board right now, and that's that's a player that stuck out to me just because of what he was able to do early in his career. Can mm-hmm. you get him back to that? Yeah, you never know. Um, two other guys at the wide receiver spot you could take late on day three would be for me Jakari Robinson uh, Roberson from Wake Forest and Tay Martin from Oklahoma State. If you all have have been watching the Cowboys, you see him high point the ball well. He's long, he's tall, he's decently quick, tested okay for for what he is. Um, Reminds me of maybe the next camp that can grow into a guy that can actually play on the offensive side of the ball as well. That's all I've got. I, I You're the guy that's got all these draft picks going to the lighter rounds. Is there any other gems that you want to throw out there? If they move around or if they maintain those sevens, three guys that I would definitely look at very late. I have them all actually as um, just above the seventh in, in the late sixth. Damone Clark who's a starter at LSU for a couple of seasons, has neck fusion, two vertebrae being fused this offseason. Knocked him all the way down boards and off a lot medically for some teams. He would be worth a seventh there because if he recovers, he's a he's a very dynamic player. He has the length. He can do a lot of things for you. He's he's a more athletic Reggie Ragland, in my opinion. He can do a lot, and I, I appreciate that type of player. And the Chiefs have shown the ability to take players with medical questions if they're – team signs off on him. So wouldn't shock me. Another would be uh, the quote unquote edge rusher. Who's only six foot tall, but he, but he burns up guys like Trevor Penning at the senior bowl. Um, that's Kyron Johnson from your own uh, university of Kansas. Check that out. And then like the mighty might, you guys have heard me talk about uh, Jared Stearns. He is mighty mouse, but he reminds me of Albert Wilson in the way that he plays and things that he can do for you. He does have decent speed timed in, in the four fours, Really, really elusive, and he's built like thicker like Steve Smith was. So I like him. But the guy that goes with him, the other defensive side of the ball, is uh, Kakala Kanijo, the uh, Polynesian warrior who played for Boise State, who played in a, a very specific role in a Tyron Matthew kind of thing from robber down to nickel, and he blitzed a ton, and he got home a ton. If you're looking for that blitz aspect, I think he could buy, be a guy that plays teams, comes in specialty packages, and you can just throw him around. Um, and then the one guy that I think would be tempting for some teams to take a risk on in the seventh is Adam Anderson, who has a lot of legal trouble, again, at Georgia, but was the other edge rusher that was really touted before his kind of life fell apart. If he's gotten that behind him and he's exonerated and all that, you'll see a team probably take a chance on him in the seventh round. It could be the Kansas City Chiefs. Lots of picks to go through, and you are going to be busy during draft weekend, and I guess I'll be busy as well because I'll be manning this. So <laughs> right there you go. <laughs> we'll have you locked down one way, folks, so make sure that you check out Chris and everything that he's doing here. I will be on the mainstream for Locked On Podcast Network. It'll be on Locked On NFL channel as well as Roku and a bunch of the streaming services where you are. If you have a Tegna station in your town, you'll be able to get some of that as well, so check them out, and I'll have more information here on the next show in the show notes so that you know the links and all that. But it's YouTube locked on NFL. That's where the mainstream will be. Oh, it's going to be a long weekend, but we will have a lot for you. As the Chiefs add maybe up to 12 players to their roster this weekend. Yeah, could be more if they keep if they trade back a couple times. I, I still think that they end up around 10 total. Yeah, I'm, my guess. I'm taking the under at nine. 
not, nine and a half, I'll take the under. That makes sense. Yeah. It should Wouldn't be fun. Me. Folks, let us know who you want to see on this roster. Who's the number one guy you're stomping your feet for? Put it in the YouTube comments. Throw it in the iTunes or the Spotify reviews. We would appreciate that as well. Hope you guys are ready for that. Chris will be here with Matt tomorrow. You'll see more of us as we get ready for the weekend. Thursday night is the big evening. Thank you for your time today. Hope you're ready for it. Check out NFL33.com for the draft boards, everything that we've been doing over at Chiefs Corner, as well as on all the Locked On Station. Thanks for your help and your time. Whew, have fun. We'll talk to you.